0: From the world of AV control and programming with James King, I'm Steve Greenblatt, and this is Ask the Programmer. James, it's great to be back just one episode after our six-month anniversary.
1: Oh, it's great. Again, I'm still shocked that we did uh, six months, and uh, and we're still going now. Looking forward to another six months here.
0: Absolutely. If if anybody hasn't checked out episode 26, it's it's a real good one, and uh, James and I reflected back as to our experiences and what we've learned and just a, a little bit of taking inventory about the this podcast and and the, the whole community that we're trying to bring together it's uh, they it could be very valuable and if you if you haven't been following us from the beginning it gives a little bit uh, of a recap of where the, the this podcast came from and what we were, what our goals are and what, what our mission is. So um, really cool, um, James, we, we got um, J- Jim Spencer reached out uh, and he provided a comment on episode 24 that we talked about with regard to troubleshooting. And he, he talked about, you know, agreed with us that troubleshooting is a real art. And he, he talked a little bit also about when you troubleshoot and you're in certain types of environments and he comes from the higher ed uh as you do uh he said sometimes you just you you only get a half hour to fix a problem or you you really don't get a chance to really get to the root of the problem you're just happy to get it fixed so the show can move on and you know, we were talking a little bit and we thought this would be a good topic for us to elaborate on, you know, kind of ties in with really feeding off of the community. And, and what, one of the things that I know I, I can share about is when you're troubleshooting and when, you're, when you identify a problem, did you fix it with a Band-Aid or did you solve it? So, um, and there, there's a big distinction there. Because one is that you made the problem go away, but the other is is that you figure out figured out where it came from, so it doesn't happen again. Hopefully, um, w- do you have any um, examples or or stories, or or how how might um, that tie in with some of your experiences?
1: Oh, the, definitely, I, I definitely have my war stories there. Um, Trying to think of actually a recent one. Um, I just encountered was a it's a room that's not used much. It's actually only scheduled for one class um, this semester. And so they only meet three times this week. So Monday, Wednesday, Fridays they meet and they're the only class that uses the room. And it came across my desk that the computer wouldn't display. But When a tech would go, they were able to get the computer display. So they're like, oh, must have been a fluke in the system. We're good to go. And then they reported again, their next class, it's not working. So I went down, I looked into it. And in my troubleshooting, I was like, all right, it seems like it's a bad input on the switcher. So I switched it over to a new input. Updated code to address the input change. I'm like, all right, we should be good. And then two days later, when his next class, a report came back in, same issue. Um, so I had to go down and i really sat down and had to go through all the steps. And I ex- actually determined it seemed to be a bad HDMI cable. So when the computer shut off, the E did never. Talked with the switcher so it never got a valid video um when he booted back up so but in all our tests and we just you know reboot the computer you never actually shut it down so we never encountered that issue so to us it was fixed but it really wasn't so we did a band-aid we got him up and running for his classes but we never truly solved the problem I think we did today because uh, I didn't get a call back, so I did it on Friday. He was supposed to meet today, didn't get a call of an issue, so I'm sick to fit.
0: I I think that's a perfect example, quite honestly, and I think you touched on a lot of important things. You know, one one being fixing the issue. Well, first we always tell people, especially when it comes to programming, can you recreate it? And that's usually the first step because if you can't recreate the problem, it's hard for us to be able to troubleshoot it. And it's hard for us to be able to resolve it with code. You know, I, I, I tell people a lot and this hopefully will make people smile is that you know we, we could look through our, our code all the time But you know, bugs just don't like reveal themselves. It's not like we're trying; (laughs) we we we, uh, can lure them out or something like that. They 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 don't come labeled that they're a bug. So we we have to be able to to find the problem by recreating it. And then um, once you're able to do that, and and like you mentioned, you you fixed it, and in the short term it worked. But part of that also was going through all of the steps to try to figure out how you can break it And part that that's a lot of how troubleshooting works and and fixing problems is knowing how, how to figure out every pass all the tests of being able to break it again.
1: Yeah, I always sit there and try to do that I when I code a system, I do look at it and go okay, how can a user, break this um, purposely or not purposely people do odd things um uh, just encounter a recent one where we have it it was easy with touch panels so when you turn on the projector we have a warm up and cool down cycle and i would just throw a splash screen over all the projector controls so for the countdown since going to keypads And we've been using keypads for many years now. We can't throw a, you know, splash panel over the keypad. Buttons are still getting pressed. And we never had an issue until this semester. I started getting reports that projector wasn't working. And I would walk in and the projector's on, but it's uh, muted or AV mute. Whatever term you use, we use blackbursts. but the system was out of sync with it, not displaying that it was blackburst. And I had to run through all my tests in my in my development. And I couldn't replicate the issue. And then and finally, I was able to replicate it, which, again, to me, I wasn't sure why a user would do this. But there was the only way I it was if they hit the on button, so the projector is turning on, and then hit the blackburst button, it threw everything out of sync. Uh, to me i'm like why would a user do that but they must be it must finally have this one user who they hit on and then hit black and throw the system out of wank so i have to i what i had to do now is go back and address that in code so during the warm-up and cool down that button doesn't do anything
0: well and i think that, that's yet another good point is really seeing how the user uses it because that, or being able to simulate, and even back to your previous example with the computer, sometimes something happens overnight. So the first time the system's used is different than the second time it might be used because the, because all the components are already powered up or um, the, the uh, it, you're not coming out of that off state per se. Uh, so, so it it it's really, really interesting. And, and it's it's also helpful to observe how people are using the from a programming perspective, how what are the steps that they're using and what are they encountering? Because sometimes when when we test, and I think we've talked about this before, our, our way that we would test the system is is skewed because we're, we, we understand how the system should work. So I think that naturally you're not going to do it in a very unorthodox way.
1: I agree. Um, totally agree with that. Because um, like I said, I tried to think of ways the users can break it. And again, we know how the system is supposed to work. We know when you're turning on a... Projector that there is a warm up and cool uh, cool down cycle. Our users don't know that. I don't. I wouldn't expect them to know that. That's not something uh, common knowledge. People walk on the street know this. So we need to make sure we address those in code. And like I said, it was easy to do when we were using touch panels. Um, now I ne- I got lazy in my coding and didn't address it in the keypad. And like I said, I was safe for what I've been doing AV programming with keypads probably five or six years now. It's now rearing its head with the same code. So it's easy to fix, but it's something I should have done right in the beginning, but without knowing how the users use it, then I wasn't taking that situation into
0: account. So the alternative to that would have been maybe that you go into that room and you you kind of um, brute force it or override it without really understanding why the problem is happening. Yeah. And and I think we've all done that before whether you're working late or whether you're under the gun or 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 you're just at, at, at you know at your wits end that you you just want to get something working so you you brute force your code to fix or seemingly fix a problem, but don't really realize what is causing the problem um, because yeah. taking the time to really dissect it and get to the bottom of it takes time. And, and honestly, it's not easy for everybody. It's, um, I, I, I've seen several times where we've had a, a module, let's say that's a special version that somebody created for this one system or this one time because they couldn't get something working and they didn't necessarily have the, either, the, either ha- have the luxury to be able to figure out why it wasn't working. And then you, you end up with this very, very unknown state of which do I use the old module? Do I use the new module? and um uh, you know or and and was this a one-off situation that that just occurred or was it a real issue that needs that we need to get to the bottom of
1: yeah I, uh, i can totally understand we have those we all have those uh those ugly fixes i like to call them where they just work um get the solutions done i know i mentioned this in the past episodes um I mean, I kind of have one because I I know what the issue is, but I can't replicate the issue. I have seen it happen, but in all my test environments, I can't make the system do it. It just randomly does it itself. And it could be six months. It could be uh, three months. It's a random time and where the system kind of goes haywire. And it, by what I can see is it's, not processing the string commands coming in correctly so they're getting jumbled to the system then reads them wrong i don't know why i, I don't understand why they're coming jumble and so so but i had to address that in code so i call that an ugly fix but it's a fix and it's working i haven't had that problem since
0: and and to your point too you sometimes Sometimes we have to also understand that we do have those, those odd situations. So whether it's a cable, whether it's an environmental issue, sometimes power can, can, can cause weird things to happen. Um, I had some really crazy situation that it's too long to get into, but at a job site, there was um, a, some type of uh, electromagnetic uh, force that was causing... A signal to get just almost scrambled for or creating noise, um, and it just would happen so randomly, just like you said. And and I the the amount of time spent trying to figure that out, and 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 you know, I, I think part of what we said too in our troubleshooting episode is is that the best way to really get to the bottom of something is change one thing do a full test, change yep. one thing, do a full test. You have to really eliminate your variables. And um, But when something is, is is not a consistent problem, it, it, it can can drive you batty.
1: Yeah, I actually had a tech uh, from another company tell me this story. And it was one of those environmental things that they were lucky to figure out. They got called into this high seat, C- Profile of CEO's office, where they say randomly the displays would go haywire, and no one can figure it out. And they had to bring in like the 18 to fix it. And they're trying everything. All the cables were good. All the wirings were good. Code was good. And they're banging their head on the wall. And one of the guys like, I need a drink. Went out, hit the vending machine outside the office, and it went haywire. The vending machine was sending a pulse through. Messing everything up,
0: and that's a very similar story. And yeah. it doesn't shock me, but that's like an, an AV classic. You know, it yeah. should be. <laughs> um, I, so, I guess Jim, if you have more that you want to share with us on this topic, please do. Um, and if anybody else has a good story that they want to share or some tips, because I think that this is a really important thing, um, especially for people who are new with programming, is that we. We really have to be careful not to fix situations, but solve problems. Because it's from a programmer's standpoint, we want everybody to look good and know that we did our job properly. But also, it uh, causes a lot of uh, a, a lot of concerns and um, uh, unreliability. Uh, and if if a client is seeing something that's happening randomly. Or is um, it doesn't get resolved? They lose confidence in the solution. So uh, you know, I that's our, our little tip for the day on ask the programmer. But uh, uh, if I'll uh, toss it over to to you, Jim uh, James, if you have any uh, uh, closing remarks, otherwise share how people can get in touch with you.
1: Um, I think your closing remarks pretty good. The only additional I have is I always tell people this. Um, If your users are tinkering and messing with the system, it means the system is not doing what they need. So you need to figure out why. Like you said, figure out how the user is using it um, and how they're breaking the system so you can tackle their needs. Uh, But you can reach me at Twitter, AV underscore James King. I'm on LinkedIn, James King. You can also find me with anything with HEPMA or uh, higher ed AAV uh, digital magazine where I write the IT and AV column.
0: And for me, Steve Greenblatt, uh, on all social media platforms for the most part, uh, most active on Twitter and on LinkedIn, please uh, feel free to connect. I also make sure that you're uh, subscribing and, and sharing your comments and feedback either on YouTube, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts. We're trying to be as many places as people can find us. And we also appreciate Jim Spencer for helping us with today's topic. And this is what a good example of what we're looking to do and the ways that we can answer questions for the AV programmer community, as well as continue the conversation. So uh, thank you for that, Jim. And, uh, If anybody has more to share on this, please let us know and also share uh, additional thoughts that you have for future episodes or future discussions. Uh, With that said, this has been Ask the Programmer.